now, live from the WGBB studios in Merrick, New York, it's the Joey Petroni Show with your host, Joey Petroni. Thank you for joining us this Monday night. Uh, we are getting closer to the holidays, man. This is crazy. Just like that, it was Thanksgiving. Trevor, how you doing? How was your Thanksgiving? Everything's good? Good to see you, Trevor. We have a very special guest here tonight. We have Allison. Say your last name, Persky? Persky, yeah. I got it. Allison Persky. Very special guest. You're a comedian, right? Yes, I am. Long Island comedian, Allison. Nice, yes. Nice for you to be with us tonight. Thank you for having me. How was your holidays? It was all right. You yeah. know, always like a whirlwind with having to cook. If you do it yourself, right. the smart thing is to go somewhere else. It gets stressful uh, around the holidays, but as a comic, do you? I guess we, we us comics look at things a little differently. Yeah, how so? Um, we don't get so tense, you know, like, oh. uh, you know, uh, if a sweet potato hits the floor, we don't cry. Yeah, no, I definitely don't care about that. Like, I actually made a turkey, a chicken, and a ham. Like, wow. So, yeah, I just, Jewish mothers always have to cook a lot of food. So, well, I know, I'm saying I'm Jewish and cooking a ham. I'm not a good Jew, but. Okay. <laughs> so you have, you have the, uh, Thanksgiving at your house. Yeah, we do it at my house. That's cool. So every year we have it at our house too, and, uh, it gets crazy, but I keep the comedy in it. You know? All right. You gotta laugh, man. Yeah. It's the holidays. You work all year for this to be a nice day. But so. that's the problem. There's so many expectations for it. Right. Like too many. Too yeah. Many, too much TV. Too much Brady Bunch back in the day. Yeah. Right. Right. People, if I had Alice, I might have been a little. <laughs> too much. Too many people trying to do the perfect, uh, the perfect holiday. Um, but you gotta lighten up. So now you uh, have been doing stand-up comedy for two years. Yes, I'm practically a baby in this game. So as far as comedy, is this something that you knew uh, as a child, or is this something that just came on you? Well, um, you know, I always, you know, like to try to make everyone laugh. And then I always do these Facebook posts and statuses, and everyone's like, oh, you should do stand-up, or you should, you know, make a coffee table book. And, like, well, I talk about things that I don't think people that buy coffee table books want to read. <laughs> but So maybe stand-up is more down my alley. So did you write? Are you Did you write comedy before you started? No. I mean, like I said, just like Facebook statuses and like, you know, little whiners. Yeah, yeah. Pe- like People saw humor. Yeah. Like, I'm not one of those, like, pay attention to me, I'm sad Facebook posters. So from Facebook to the stage... Yeah, yeah, That's it's different. From, right. <laughs> <laughs> to have a live audience, People right? can see me. <laughs> <laughs> People can see you, and you can see their expressions, too. Yeah, like which the, sometimes is terrifying. Right, you can see the face-to-face. Yeah, because, like, as a comedian, I don't know if this is all comedians, but I feel like we all want to be, like, validated and, like, you know, so when, for me, if, like, a joke doesn't catch or whatever, I'm always like, oh, my God, please like me, like, and try to go harder and harder. Right. Like, Facebook, you don't have to deal with that. <laughs> Facebook, right. You don't see people's faces, like, looking like, what? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, when you're on the stage doing stand-up comedy, my, my thing was always, there's always that one person that will get my humor. There's always one. Yeah. So I just look at him the whole time. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know, I've, I know. I've done shows where people are totally ignoring me, but there's one table for some reason, and there, there's one guy at the one table watching me. I always have one, like, drunk woman, because I do a lot of mommy humor, so yeah. she's like, oh, my God, I get it. Yes, I get it. But then, like, obviously, like, the frat boys don't really get it when I talk about, you know, 
involuntarily peeing my pants. Like, they don't get that. Right. <laughs> Even though they should, like frat boys. But <laughs> So you, you were funny on Facebook, and all your friends were saying you should be a comedian. Yeah. And then how did you take the next step? What, what, what happened from there? So actually, I did start two years ago. Okay. But... I did take stand-up classes 10 years ago in Long Island City with uh, Steve Hofstetter. Oh. I'm not sure if you know him. I, I know the name. It was in Long Island City. And then right as we were going to do the graduation show, I was like, surprise, you're pregnant. And then I just like... Oh, you backed out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was to. like... Yeah. I didn't have to. Well. I mean, Ali Wong was able to <laughs> do it. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. But then I was just like, I don't know. You have kids. Like, have everything's kids. a backseat. And once you have kids. That's what happened. Yeah, I was so. doing full stream. I was doing comedy. And then um, I had to, uh, you know, I had to take care of three kids. I, I still did comedy through the whole time. but I mean, that's really impressive. It wasn't easy. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> to find the time. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not easy. But um, you get through it, and now I'm back you doing do. doing stand-up again. And I, yeah, lo- I love goodness. it. I love everything, every part of it. It's great. Yeah, I do, too. I mean, no, not every part. Sometimes I go home and I'm like, why do I do this? <laughs> 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 yeah, you question yourself a lot, right? But um, it's definitely fun. People say it's like jumping out of an airplane. You want to get back in the plane. Yeah. You know, parachuting out of an airplane. Yeah, there's no such high as exactly. doing that. Even at, like a bad set, you still want to like, then you want to go up and redeem yourself. Like, because it's so funny. I was just talking to someone else about this. You could go from either like having every single one of the people laughing or the next night like one or two people laughing. And it's the same exact set. It really is so crazy. Well, it validates that your jokes are funny if you have them laugh on the first night. Right. Okay. Yeah. And, like, as a DJ, I play music, and I'm a DJ, and I'll do a party on a Friday night, and the whole place dances, you know, yeah. say a 40th birthday. And the next day, same music, nothing's different, but it's a one to five in the afternoon. Yeah. So a night the party. The vibe or something. Yeah, a night party yeah. and a day party. Something about a vibe, even with comedy, yeah. in a room. Uh, sometimes, it, most of the time it's great. Every mm-hmm. now and then there's ones like, what's that? You know, it's not you though. Don't take it personal. Oh, yeah, no, I, I mean, like, I never like to blame the audience. I don't like people yeah, that do that. No, it's, but it's, at the same time, I'm like, they just aren't into my humor. Like, that doesn't mean, <laughs> like. But you can do good things as an entertainer. And this is great what you have coming up on December 10th. I really, yes. it's awesome. Um, you, so you're taking, uh, your talents. Yeah. And you, you're taking, and some of your friends together. Yes, and we're doing a comedy fundraiser to support Israel. I'm calling it Hanukkah Ha Ha Ha's because it's, uh, Hanukkah that day. And hopefully we'll all be ha ha haing. And it's just, it's to support the families of Israel with food and shelter and, you know, like, I hope it doesn't get to this point, but like one, uh, one school needs a bomb shelter because they don't have, like, imagine mm-hmm. being, right. you know, like, we go to, we bring our kids to school and we don't worry about that kind of stuff. Right. But you don't, you, these people bring their kids to school and have no idea what could yeah. happen. Yeah. And they have literally 30 seconds if a bomb goes off to get to a shelter. And yet some schools don't even have a shelter. Right. And I was saying before how I was working, I work at a Chabad and there was one day where, like, we had four armed police officers because they were getting threats all over New York. Right. And I live in New York, and I was scared. So then 
expert on, like, imagine living in Israel and you're just scared all the time. So let's help however we can help. So, yeah, I decided to do this fundraiser. I think it's awesome. Thank but, you so much. Yes, and, and all the proceeds are going to go there. Yes, help. all the proceeds. And we're doing raffles and 50-50s and everything. And people are donating and people are donating their time. I have a psychic medium who's going to donate her time. And I have Giants tickets and all these raffles. Even Trader Joe's donated stuff so oh. I could do a raffle basket. Like, and everything is going to Israel. That is great. Yeah, and all the comics dedicated their time. They, yeah. You yeah. Have, so. You have a great lineup. I was looking. You have uh, Les Deegan on this show. Oh, my goodness. Good friend of yeah. mine. He's very, so very, funny. Les is very funny. Yeah. I've known him since I started a long time ago. As soon as I heard, I heard, as soon as I knew I wanted to do this, I knew certain people I wanted to do it with, and he... Was top of my list. Great guy, great entertainer. Mm-hmm. He also sings at, at uh, I know. At senior, senior, I don't want to yeah. say homes, but senior, yeah, senior, senior centers. Yeah, great boys. Yeah, I mean, like, I love him, but he will not be doing that on my show. <laughs> <laughs> Unless he's singing the Hanukkah song. He's, he's, speaking about, um, was that, uh, he's got such a great vibe, that guy. He's, yes, he's, and he's, he's so supportive. Yes. Like, as a comic, especially a new comic, you look to the, you know, people who have been doing it for a while. Right. And, he just always has such a nice word to say, or I mean, I think people have named him the nicest comic in the business. I think he is, yes. And I do believe that. Very, very, yeah. very nice guy. Always has been. Good, good to know. Um, and you're going to be the host. I will. You're hosting the show, I'll so you're going to have host. Les Deegan. You have Alan Streisfeld. Streisfeld. Yeah, yeah. He's funny Alan. too. I know him a long time as well. I like. He's got that like perfect dad humor, like all these puns and everything and it just very witty right very yes and like a good writer very good writer yeah and he can write non-stop every day he's got a different yes something you never think of i know how do you do that and you know some comics you're just like oh my god like you're jealous because like oh i wish i could have done that that's such a good joke yeah how'd that that come from that's what i always say yeah exactly now jeff goldberg i did a show for him in long beach yeah two months ago he's got the beach pug um yeah he's a great guy and he's so funny i've never seen him not smile i know yeah i know I guess that's a good thing. Yeah. He's a happy guy. (laughs) Yeah, he is. He is. Loves what he's doing. He's very funny. Yeah. So he's on the show. And I never heard of, uh, I've never seen Errol uh, Firestone. Firestone. He's also new. Okay, I've never seen seen him. He's like a new up-and-comer, and he's just really funny. And, you know, he's got a lot of these quick jokes, and he's been working with Carrie Caravis, so oh, nice. you can't go wrong with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. yeah. Carrie's awesome. I, I've worked with Carrie a few times. Yeah. She's would... helping me, actually. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want her to help me. I'm like, uh, for Hanukkah, that's what she's I want the, my gift to be. She's the best of the best. You know, I, I go to comedy shows, and I, and I and when when she goes up, man, I, I don't even watch her on stage anymore. I, she's awesome, but yeah. I watch the audience. I can't, yes. the, the reaction from the audience is insane. It's like yeah. they can't catch their breath. I just went to uh, John Butera's, one of his contests right. that he did, and one of the comics brought Carrie Caravis, yeah. and I was like a fangirl. I'm like, oh, my God. Right. Like, she's like a goddess. Oh, like the best of the best, man. She's stunning, and she's like, I don't know. It just, yeah. I like, I definitely embarrass myself. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I, I get quiet. I don't talk when I'm around people, like, you know, because I don't want to, I'd rather not embarrass myself, so I just like, then they think you're too good. He's too good to say hello. Oh, you can't win either way. Right. Either you make an ass out of yourself or right. you are... I think I'd rather make an ass out of myself. Once I, I do. Once I, <laughs> once I realize people think that I'm not talking because I'm too cool. It's that, you know. Um, and then the headliner on the show is... Olga oh, Neymar. Yeah, well, that's awesome. That, that's, she's I mean, I don't know if you've seen her set, yes. but like... Yeah. 
just her, like, I don't know, she makes, like, people want to be Jewish after just seeing her. Like, yep. she's so funny. And the things she says, and, like, I specifically wrote on the flyer, this humor is not kosher. <laughs> like, because, oh, I saw that on the top, right? Yeah, because, like, I'm not. And some of the jokes she makes are just so hilarious right. and, like, off the cuff. Right. But you definitely don't want your rabbi coming to see that. Right, right. <laughs> but she was another one where I was like, please headline. Like, please be my headliner. That like, is awesome. I begged for it. That is awesome. And she was like, yes, anything for Israel. That's great. Yeah. So everybody's pulling together as a team for yeah, Israel. Yeah, really, really great. So yeah, and, and you put it together. I mean, you know, I should, I should. Oh, thank you. That's, that's, I mean, you, you know, you know, everybody talks about doing stuff. You have to have a lot of time and stuff to pull this out off. And, and yeah, I mean, I I keep on like spending time for the raffles and like you know I was trying to call a bunch of like to have like a special guest appearance. Right. Like I wanted Sam Morrell. Like just. I'm like, I even was like messaging Brian Drusher. I'm like, you never know. You never know. You, never you know. have to shoot you the shot. Put it out there. You I mean, it. unfortunately, I haven't gotten anyone unless someone like, right. I even was talking to uh, Michael Rappaport's oh, wow. people, yeah, yeah. but I don't know if you can come and David Tell. Nice. But uh, he, unfortunately, he's like, I have a Hanukkah event on different days. So. This show looks action packed as it is. Exactly. It's, we it's, don't it's need a, anyone else. It's awesome. Um, and so it's Sunday, December 10th. Yep, this Sunday. And the door's open at 530. Yeah. So you get in there early if you want to get something to eat. Yeah, if you want to get something to eat and if you want to, like, yeah, but it'll start at 7. It starts at 7, and the Brokerage Comedy Club is in Belmore. Mm -hmm. It's 2797 Merrick Road in Belmore, the Brokerage Comedy Club. Long Island's funniest, and you have you also as far as governors, you have governors in Levittown, and you have yeah. the Medford Comedy Club, uh, governors comedy club. They have three clubs on Long Island. Yeah, I know. Great places to perform. I mean, they're the only comedy clubs yes. because they're the best. So no, you can't, you, you can't. really shouldn't go anywhere else. No. So the Brokerage Comedy Club on once again it's on Merrick Road in Belmore. It's on Sunday, December tenth, twenty seven ninety seven Merrick Road, and the show starts at seven o'clock. Yeah. It's a fundraiser for Hanukkah. It's Hanukkah's ha-has. Correct? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you so, got it. Let's talk about you for a second. You, you, okay. uh, you're from Queens. Yes, I am. You were born and raised in Queens? I was, and I never thought I'd be a Long Islander. Were you serious? We in, I mean, I'm looking at Queens. Is it, were you serious in school back in Queens? Or were you a little funny class clown type of person? No, I don't know. I think I got funnier as I got older once I started maybe smoking weed or something. <laughs> <laughs> Loosening up a little yeah. bit. Once you got away from your parents. Yeah, exactly. And then, uh, so when did you move out to Merrick? I just moved here. I The October before COVID, I got super lucky because I would have never been able to afford it if right. it happened after COVID because you know that whole rush and everything. Yes, yes. And I really, I never thought I'd be a Long Islander. And now when I go to Queens, I'm like, ugh. (laughs) (laughs) Now you're in the suburbs. I know. Who am I? But it's just, it's a better lifestyle for where I am right now. Like with the kids. It's easier. Yeah. It's easier easier to get around and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, yes and no. Like, you don't even need a car in Queens. That's true, too. Everything's within walking distance. Everything's walking, yeah. So that was a bit of a change, but... So you moved to Merrick around the same time the studio moved to Merrick. Nice. <laughs> so, we moved in together. Yep. WGBB and Allison Persky uh, have something in common. Yeah. Um, so what 
Uh, oh. So you have any funny holiday stories? That's what I wanted to ask you. Oh, gee. Everybody has that funny holiday story. I know you would think that I do. I was trying to think, but honestly, no, I'm so boring. I mean, I you, I did have a, I guess, a funny Friendsgiving one. Okay. And where my oven, like, broke, and I just kept on cooking the chicken, and it was only getting a little hot, so we had no chicken. I'm um, not chicken, turkey. So we on, had no turkey on, on Friendsgiving. Okay. But, no, you I... You still have those friends? <laughs> <laughs> not after I poison them. <laughs> what about you? Oh, uh, I have a ton of funny... I know. Why don't stories. I have my, any? Well, the thing is, well, my dad was, um, he took advantage of parties at my house. Yeah. So we would have uh, Christmas Eve at my house. That's awesome. Cousins and everybody would come over. My dad was kind of like, um, I don't know if you ever watched the movie The Pink Panther. I mean, I wasn't it a show first? Uh, the Pink Panther was a cartoon. Yeah, but then yeah. There was a movie. There was a uh, movie. No, I never watched the movie. So in the movie The Pink Panther with Peter Sellers, Peter Sellers would come home from work or wherever he was, he'd come home and his roommate or his, I forget who the guy was, he'd jump out of nowhere and scare the hell out of Peter okay. Sellers. Oh, no. Don't like tell his, me. His <laughs> yeah, I guess it was his roommate. So Peter Sells would come home, and he'd walk around like he knew something was going to happen. He didn't know where he was, and he'd just jump out of nowhere. And it, <laughs> Don't it, tell me your dad did that. So my dad had that same kind of, uh, oh. when, as a child growing up, you know. So any, any function, anything at my house, he would take advantage of people being there. So on Christmas Eve, um, all of a sudden the lights are out in the house, and, you know, we're watching TV, and it's dead silence, and I knew what was going on. I'm like, what? So he would. Put on a Halloween mask and he'd go hide underneath. Uh, I remember one in, one time we had, I had a, um, it was a racetrack of cars okay, in my yeah, room. Yeah. It was a race table and my dad would be under it and mm-hmm. uh, he turned the cars on. The cars start going around the track and you know all the kids were running there. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's going on here? And yeah. he'd be under the table with a mask on, come out and scare the hell out of everybody. So, Not cool, are those funny stories or are those just like crazy stories? I, you know, that's how I, I grew know, up. Now, how much therapy are you? <laughs> that's how I grew up. I, uh, I, when I saw my dad's car in the driveway coming home from school, I knew he was somewhere in the house, and I had to be careful. So then he should have been smarter and parked down the block or something. He would really. But those are my. So I, as having children, and with my family, I would do the same thing when they were younger. A little oh. bit, a little bit here and there. Did they like it? Uh, one time, my wife was blow drying my daughter's hair on the second story in our house, and so I, cli- I. The hairdryer is loud. Yeah. And I climbed in through the window with a mask on. Their reaction, that was like seven years ago. I never. Well, forget it. I, no, no, I'll never do it again. Oh, yeah. I will never, ever, that... ever do it again. I, it's not funny. I found out. <laughs> I found out. You I don't know the hard way. <laughs> it's just not funny. When you're seeing your kids shake. And I know. It, oh, there's poor. A, there's a thin line between funny and scaring the crap out of people. Yeah. So. I mean, maybe your wife it's okay, but... Lay off the kids. No, I wouldn't even do it. My wife's too easy to scare. Oh, okay. Yeah, I have a ventriloquist puppet. I used to wake her up in the morning with it. I'd lay down on the floor, and I'd put it up on the by the bed, and I'd wake her up. Good morning. How Why? you doing? And she'd wake up. She'd open her eyes and, up and start screaming. But I could do it every morning, and she would still have the same reaction. Yeah, because, like, not- you're just waking up. You're not thinking, I'm going to wake up, and there's going to be a dummy. And, I mean, she married my, my one, puppet but... Looks, my puppet looks real, too. <laughs> Great. So, uh, the, yeah, I don't know. So, I... I I calm down by doing stand-up on stage now, so I okay. I don't have to do that crazy stuff. No oh, more. good. You got your <laughs> thrill somewhere else. Somewhere else Sorry. on stage. Yeah, so I scare you. But, uh, so now you just scare the audience. <laughs> I scare the audience. I come out and scare the audience. But there's nothing um, more fun than doing stand-up comedy. And yeah. That's, uh, that's what I look forward to. Me too. Who is your favorite comedian? So 
I I like a lot of them, but I grew up with Adam Sandler, so you know, like really? I could probably quote all of Billy Madison to you right now. Okay. Like you know, I'm. And, you know, as a kid, when I watched stand-up, surprisingly, I really liked Ellen DeGeneres' stand-up. Her stand-up was great. Yeah, her yeah. stand-ups are really good. Yeah, back in the old days, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you know. I, she started out. Yeah. So, yeah, I would watch those a lot. Okay. And you're, now, do you, like, a lot of people, they do stand-up comedy. And they sing. They just like being on stage. Do you do karaoke? Do you, do I don't. I literally have no other talents, and I don't even call stand-up a talent. And I think it's really unfair if you're, like, funny and you can sing or dance, like, you know, triple threat people. Like, that's not fair. Like, right. spread it out to other people. Like, right. Right. Give me some, some of that have, talent. Yeah, some people have no talent, and here you are just, like, dancing and singing. No. Are you a Taylor Swift fan? I mean, who, who are you? Fa- who, who's your favorite um, musician? Um, musician. Or band. Well, I go to see, uh, I grew up on, like, not grew up, but 311 was oh, my okay. favorite. And we go, me and my husband go every summer. They used to perform every summer at Jones right. Beach, so we yeah. would do that. And, you know, I like the old school grunge. That's like Shark, right? The, the, the radio station Shark FM, I forgot the... What? 94 something Shark. Oh, I don't know. They play all that music. Oh. Like, <laughs> I can't remember half the bands, but 311 is one of the bands they used to play. Yeah. So my story is uh, my parents met in uh, Woodstock. That's pretty awesome. Yes. Now that's a story. It is a story. That's how my parents met. They met in Woodstock back in 1969. Wow. Good year. My dad was the head roadie for the band Jefferson Airplane. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's, it's kind of cool, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's real cool. I mean, he has real stories. Why are you? He, he should oh, be up here. That's probably why he was crazy. But yeah, he, well, whatever. He followed, the, he followed the band around. He was there at Woodstock, and my mom was a groupie. Okay. And, you uh, got to get that's ahead how they, somehow. That's how we met. My mom was a groupie, and she was actually, she was, rumors had it that she was with Grace Slick, like you know, her and Grace Slick were a thing. But, yeah, but your dad got her. My dad did. My parents met. And, uh, you know, it's funny because they say it was free love, Woodstock. Yeah. You, you know about that, right? Yeah, like, free like love. everyone was just like. Not for my fault. Heaven. Not my fault. Aww. He had to actually pay my mom. What? Yeah. <laughs> no way. <laughs> he did. And that's. Uh, he that, paid her? He had to pay. Wow. And that's how I'm here. Oh my God! <laughs> I guess. And my dad had a back. Well, it, it was. It turned out fine, you know. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, here you are. Here I am. My dad had to go back and tour with the band. Okay. And my mom was pregnant with me. Yeah, and, yeah. You know. So you ruined her life. Uh, not really. You know. Well, she couldn't groupie anymore. She couldn't make ends meet. You know. Mm. She had me. You know, doing paperboy routes at yeah. uh, you know, whatever I could to well, help you out of the house. Earn your wage. Most of the kids in my neighborhood had um. Paper routes. I had a mushroom route. <laughs> and I bet you made more she than me, they did. You had me selling a lot of different things, man. Hey, if you're still, you know, so. selling, I can be a customer. <laughs> I I remember I never missed a day of school. My mom knew how important school was. That's great. It's because that's where I got most of my customers. <laughs> hey, they have to come from somewhere. <laughs> so. Uh, but speaking of Jefferson Airplane, I, I'd love to play uh, a song by Jefferson Airplane because this song is somebody to love, and this song oh. reminds me of my parents meeting at Woodstock. Oh. And it's very sentimental to me. It's really nice. And around the holidays, this is one of my favorite songs. Okay, I want to hear it. This is somebody to love by Jefferson Airplane. Yeah. 
5.9 FM WGBB Radio. We're also on 1240 AM. We are back live in the studio with Long Island comedian Allison Persky. Hi. Welcome back. Thank you so much. You are very funny. I watched some of your videos. Thank you. And I love your humor. You're a mom. You do a lot of mom's humor. I do. And I do. But it's not like dad jokes. It's like different. <laughs> how's your husband think? How does how is, how is he think of your comedy? What does he think of your comedy? Does well, he like he's it? the main target. So. <laughs> he takes a beating? He does, okay. but he doesn't mind it. So, okay. um, yeah, like, you know, you'll see him in the audience, like, recording me and, like, cheering me on even while I'm calling him a piece of shit. Well, he supports you. Oh, yeah. That's great. Because yeah. my, that's the one thing my wife did do when I started doing stand-up. She was a lot, she, she just loved. You need it. She loved comedy. She you loved, can't be with someone if they're not going to support you in right. whatever you do, not right. just comedy. So, so being a comedian, you have a very big function coming up on Sunday, December 10th. Yes. It's a fundraiser for Israel. It's called Hanukkah Ha Ha Ha's. And all the money is going to Israel and the families for shelter, protection, and medicine, and food. And I have some amazing comics. I have Olga Neymar, 
headlining. Wow. I have Les Deegan featured. I have Jeff Goldberg. I have Errol Firestone, Island Streisfeld. Like, just such a key lineup. I am so happy with the show. And you're hosting the show. And I'm hosting. Which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be a really good time. So all the proceeds are going to go and help families in Israel. Yes, every single dollar. You have 50-50s. You have a whole bunch of stuff going on. I'm going to have 50-50s. I have raffles. I have... so uh, people are donating even if they can't go. Just, you know, everyone wants to help because it's a good cause. That's great. It's so nice that you're doing this. And it, so this is going to be at the brokerage in Belmore. Uh, yeah. The door is open at 530. Yes, and the show is starts at 7. The show starts at 7. On Sunday, December 10th, right. the brokerage is 2797 Merrick Road in Belmore. Yep. It's going to be a great night. It really is. And, uh, yeah, we hope you all can make it. That and would how would great. how would people look into getting tickets before time? They go to govs.com? Yeah, you could go to govs.com and they will have the website. It's actually you can get the tickets through Eventbrite and mm-hmm. it's called Hanukkah ha ha ha, which is hard because Hanukkah is spelled so many different ways, but yeah, you can definitely go to govs and they'll lead you to the right place and I'm posting it everywhere, so it's great that you stepped to the plate, Allison Persky. It's great, uh, really nice to have you here today Thank as a guest. Thank you so much. At WGBB Radio. We'll see you next week. Thank you, Trevor, for everything. Thank you. And good luck on Sunday. Thank, Thank you. Thank you.